0: for joining The Journey. Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of The Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who joined Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 38 of The Journey. Today's episode is another side road along the journey episode called Timing is Everything. I had a teacher in high school. She was a choir director of mine and she said something that has stuck with me my entire life. Uh, probably because it was preached on repeat over and over and over again at all of our rehearsals as person after person would walk in late. But um, I think it's it's worth mentioning and a shout out to Miss Halk out there, wherever you are, uh, for instilling this life lesson uh, for me and something that I've used. Even my children, They they know it. But she said, to be early is to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late, you might as well never show up to my rehearsal. Now that's probably been altered a little bit from what she actually used to say, but that is exactly how I remember it uh, coming across when I was in high school. But, and I've heard the same phrase worded differently by other people that I've encountered over the years, but, um, the point still remains the same, right? Timing is everything. And so for this reason, um, Even to this day, if you tell me a party starts at six o'clock, I will most likely show up at five thirty. That may mean that I'm sitting in my car outside of your home for thirty minutes, but I will be there early so that for me, I am on time. If you tell me a meeting is at ten o'clock, I will be there by nine thirty. If you say the Zoom is starting, and yes, some people still use Zoom at ten o'clock, I will show up at nine thirty, even though I know you're not going to push play and start that meeting until ten. Why? Because it matters to me. Timing is valuable you only get so much of it, right? And so I I find value in honoring people's time and also in showing up early so that I am there on time. A, a lot of people these days, and I think a lot of young people, they uh, take advantage of people's time a lot. And so, you know, if you say the party starts at six o'clock, they're going to be strolling in at seven because they don't want to be the first one there. And then the host who said the party started at six has been twiddling their thumbs for an hour waiting for someone to arrive to the party. It's just not the same concept, I believe, as as what it was um, preached when I was younger, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong with that, but that's just what I've experienced over the last few years. But anyways, time is valuable, right? We just get so much of it in a day. And I've talked about this a lot. So I could take this episode's content in so many different directions. And because you've heard me, talk about time in the last year a lot of different ways especially how fleeting it is and how i try to grasp it every second with my kids as they get older i thought i would spare you hearing that particular direction and go a new route for this content today so as i've mentioned being on time is important to me and i think while this is a priority something i want to focus on for just a second and this may this episode may be a little bit all over the place with with timing because again There's so many different directions I could take this and so many different applications for people, right? But if I could talk to leaders for just a minute, if you find yourself in a leadership position of any kind, you're modeling all the time for the people who are under you, whether they're your coworkers, your employees, your volunteers, your students, it doesn't matter who it is, you're modeling for them. So if a leader models anything other than punctuality, right? Others begin to follow suit and then begin coming in late, no matter how important the time is. So if you are a, let's just say a teacher, right, and class starts at 10 o'clock, but you consistently arrive at 10.05, do you think your students are going to continue showing up at 9.55 to be ready for the 10 o'clock class? No, they're going to show up at 10.10 because they know you're getting there at 10.05. Same thing if you're a director of any kind or or a coach, right? And you say, hey, the game starts at 7.30. You have to be there at 6.30, but you show up at 6.45. Do you think you're going to have players showing up at 6.15 ready to go for the 6.30 if the coach isn't there until 6.45? Absolutely not. They're going to start showing up at seven because they know the coach is showing up at 6.45 and still going to have to get stuff ready in order to even begin the practice. You kind of see where I'm going with that. So for me, as a leader, it is critical. If I'm asking someone to be there at 8.45 in the morning, you better believe I'm going to get there between 8 and 8.15, sometimes pushing it a little closer to 8.30, but most definitely never showing up when I'm asking people to show up for me, right? It's because I want to be there. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready to go. And maybe this is just something that's important to me. I don't know. Maybe you're hearing this and you're going, oh yeah, I should probably make an adjustment. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Again, that's not the main point of this uh, content today. But that was something that was really important to me is that as leaders, we're constantly modeling everything. So if we're not modeling that punctuality Everyone underneath us, around us, is going to start noticing. They're going to start taking, following suit with that. They're going to come in late. And it's just going to be a really bad scenario ultimately because, again, we don't want to be abusing people's time. So being on time makes you more than a punctual person, right? So if you're wanting to impress your future boss, you want to receive more responsibility, maybe be respected a little bit more amongst your friends, future spouse, or maybe your in-laws, or whatever the case may be, and you want to live a disciplined life, life, it starts with you being on time. It, it It's just part of it. And so I read a devotional one time that said in a world where we worry about everything and anything, we don't worry about being on time like we do our Instagram posts, our shoe game, or our bench press max. And I think there's something to be said about that. A lot of people, and I would say even a lot of young people are really more concerned about getting that snap out. Now there's this new thing called Be Real. And and they've got this certain amount of time that they've got to get this be real out there to the people that they're uh, sending it to And every, everyone in the younger generations. I don't want to date myself here because, you know, I, I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm on social media myself, but it seems to me like people are more concerned today with the timing of things that are maybe not as important as we are about things that are important, showing up when it's important, right? And so this devotional went on to discuss that being late, even by just a few minutes, might not seem like a big deal, but over time, you begin to see a lack of discipline and urgency in other areas of your life. So if if it's something that becomes a routine for you in one area, it eventually begins to creep in another area. And so you you begin to have this kind of lack of discipline. And so in order to set yourself up for the best opportunities in your future and to create good disciplines in in all the other areas of your life, punctuality should be a priority. And there's sometimes the running joke like there's always that person that you know, and probably while I'm speaking, you're thinking of it, that no matter what, they are habitually late, right? You know for a fact that if it's gonna start at seven, you're gonna tell them it starts at four and they'll still show up at 7.30 like that's just that's just in their nature that's just in their nature because they're just habitually late but i'm i'm going to suggest that maybe that's not a great quality and maybe punctuality should be a priority right your ability and commitment to being on time says a lot about you and how you choose to live your life and there's something that will be noticed by again everyone around you maybe it's your future husband or wife you know maybe it's your current boyfriend or girlfriend, your boss, your pastor, your friends, your family, uh, Jesus, when we decide to show up for our uh, one-on-one time with Jesus, right? And make room for him. And so uh, there's lots of examples in the Bible that I could go over uh, where I feel like timing was key. And you probably have some ideas that pop into your head. One of them, I think back is in Luke seven. A lot of these comes from the gospels, but when Jesus raised the dead boy back to life, right? He, this boy was already dead. He was in the coffin. They were carrying him through the town. Jesus arrived on the scene after he was gone. The mother is grieving. She's crying. And and he says, hey, don't cry. He touches the coffin. He commands the young boy to get up and he does. And he gives him back to his mother. I think back about it, Abraham and Isaac, right? Abraham, I'm not going to rehash it. If you haven't listened to my episode on Abraham and Isaac, go listen to that. But Abraham took Isaac to be sacrificed, and at just the right time, a ram was was there. Jesus showed up. God showed up, rather, in a big way and brought this ram right at the last, in the last second as Abraham was following in obedience. I think about, you know, the story of the sick woman. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. But the story of the sick woman, she was an interruption to Jesus's day. He was on his way to heal a, a sick daughter of a man named Jairus. And the sick woman comes, interrupts, Touches him and he's like, Hey, yo, who touched me? And then realizes the scenario, redeems this woman, restores her back to the community, gives her her health back. And in the process, people come up and tell him, Hey, by the way, Jairus, your daughter is now dead. And Jesus is like, Dude, hold on. Don't be afraid. Just believe because she's going to be healed. And so Jesus goes to the girl. He touches her. He says, She's just sleeping. And he says, Get up. And she gets up and she's healed. Timing, right? Another story I think of is. Uh, when Jesus heals the crippled man at Bethesda, there's a story of a man who was sitting at the, the gate uh, waiting for someone to help him into the pool that when the waters were moved and they were into the pool, they could be healed. And And for 38 years, this man sat at the gate waiting for someone. And in an instant, Jesus walks past, says to this man, hey, you want to be healed? The guy goes, I've been waiting here for 38 years for that scenario. And so Jesus says to the man, get up and walk. And he did. I could go on and on and on with other examples. I think about, you know, when Jesus walks on water during this storm and, and Peter gets out of the boat and walks towards him, right? Timing. Because what happened? The wind and the waves come and he looks and he gets distracted. And in that moment, in that time, he then begins to sink because he takes his eyes off of Jesus. I think about the feeding of the 5,000 and the loaves and the fishes, right? That boy who was there with his food was there on time because he was then used, his food was then used to feed everyone and have baskets left over to feed the disciples and baskets left over after that. And all of these things, right? All of these things ultimately pointed back to Jesus because some people might've considered, you know, these things as too late, right? But Jesus used all of it for his glory and redeemed what some thought was lost. Many of these times, and I'm thinking of like Lazarus, when, when Jesus was on his way and Lazarus is dead and he's in the grave for, three days and Mary and Martha are like, why weren't you here? You could have saved our brother. And he's like, he goes up and it says Jesus wept. And then he says, roll away the stone and out walks Lazarus in his death clothes. Right. Again, people think it's too, it's too gone. It's too far gone. It's lost. Timing is lost. And, And I think that we feel this way sometimes, right? Like we've wasted so much time. There's no way to get it back. And, and that's true. We can't, we can't turn back time and i know some of you just inserted the song if i could turn back time if i could find it right no okay sorry i had to insert that in there my bad anyways but but you get it we can't turn back time but what we can do is we can maximize and use it to the fullest potential moving forward sometimes we pray for things and we ask god to show up in such a way and in such a time right and we feel like the timing is off and we're like god why aren't you showing up what is happening why is this taking so long? And I'm, I'm reminded of a verse in Isaiah that says, your ways are not my ways, your thoughts are not my thoughts, but yet they're better. This includes timing. God's timetable for your life and the things that you're praying for may not line up with what you think is best, but I will promise you that it will be better if you trust him and try not to push things and rush things and make it fit into what your expectations for the situation are. I could give you example after example of how Jesus has showed up in my life for my family at just the right time. And so many, so many times I would sit and go, I don't understand what is taking so long. I don't understand why this is happening in this way. Why did it have to go that way? Why, why couldn't it be fixed yesterday? Why is it? And then five weeks down the road, it's, it's, the situation is fixed and repaired. And I go, oh my goodness. I'm so thankful it didn't happen when I wanted it to happen because it wouldn't have been a good time. It wouldn't have been good. And I don't know if you've been there or not, but there are so many times where I look back and I go, God, thank you that your timing is perfect because if it had gone the way that I wanted it to, it would not have been right. I even think about that in in what I'm currently doing, right? Like I think about if I had said yes to Jesus when I was 18 instead of, no, I'm not going into ministry. And I had not pursued education. and had those seven years of my life and the connections that I made and the relationships that I formed and the lessons and the skills that I learned while being an educator. If I hadn't have done that, I'm wondering if I would be in the position that I'm in currently because timing was not there and I needed to develop and I needed to to learn some things about myself and grow in my relationship with the Lord in such a way that now is the time. And even now I sometimes sit, go, okay, what, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing? Is this, is this it? Is this what I, is this what I left education for? Like what I'm doing currently, that's, that's all that you have. And I'm reminded it's still a waiting season. I talked about that in a few episodes too. It's still a waiting season. I don't know all that's going to unfold, all that the Lord has for me. I really don't. But what I do know is that every time that I've been patient with him and allowed him to do what he wants to do in and through me, it has been the perfect timing. And I can go, okay, yeah, okay, I get it now. But it wasn't always, though, that I thought that it would be perfect because I was thinking in my time, in my way, it's going to be best, right? Because we always we're human beings and we think we know what's best. I was just talking about that with somebody today about about, you know, decisions that people make. And and I and I said I have to trust that they're making the best decisions for themselves and that I will instill whatever wisdom and thoughts and ideas that I can have, but I'm trusting them to talk to Jesus on their own and to make those decisions for themselves, right? Because sometimes we do think that we know all, we see all, we understand all and we have the best Scenario and the best ending to that scenario, right? But it's not always the case. And so I have to remind you that if something is going on in your life and you're like, this timing is off, it's not right, maybe, just maybe, it's actually perfect and it's on time. Might not be the time, but it's going to be on time. And so I want to remind you of something that God was not late or delayed when He sent Jesus. Romans 5, 6 says this, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus arrived on time, not just in the pages of history in the Bible, right, but also in the unfolding of the story of our lives. His timing is impeccable. And because of that, we can get a sense of his urgency, his love, his devotion towards us and for us. And I think that it's a lesson that we can learn. If we go back through and we read all these stories and we see how time and again he showed up, right? I can think of the Israelites who wandered for 40 years and they're going, what on earth? And ultimately it was because of them. God wasn't late. He was waiting for them to figure it out and to get it, right? And so some of them missed out on some of these promises because of the timing, not because God wasn't on time, but because they didn't get their act together. And a lot of times I think that is what's happening. God's going, I'm ready. I'm waiting on you to catch up. Whereas we're sometimes we're like, God, yo, can you come now? Can you do it now? Can you fix it now? But he's, it's all about the timing. And so I guess I want to say like, how are you managing your time? Are you using it wisely? Is there room for an adjustment to be made? Are you trusting Jesus with whatever plans you have to show up at just the right time and in just the right way, his way? (laughs) So often we have this idea and this plan of what should happen and what it should look like, but rarely that's God's plan. Sometimes it is, but again, it's the timing and all of it. And so as the holidays approach and the hustle and bustle of life begins to creep in, I guess I want to encourage you to take time, to make time, to create time, to give this space and place where you ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of his plans for your life and to help you understand the timing of all of it. So let's not rush through the next weeks and months. A lot of times I think we get to this this end of the year and we're like, all right, let's just get through it. We've got all these things, these checklists of things that we have to do. And we we the time passes what we feel like is so slowly. And we're like, just let's get through to, to 2023. I'm ready for the new year. I'm ready for it to begin. And I'm going to say, can we slow down for just a minute? Then as 2022 winds down and the new year's ready to begin, can we take time needed to be present with Jesus, to be present with our family, to be present with our friends? Can we not rush this time? And again, like I said, I could have taken this so many different directions and I think that you've probably heard a couple different routes in which this could have gone. But I just, I just want, I just want to throw that out there for someone who's listening. Don't rush. Don't rush through these moments. Take every single bit of it. And allow this space and this place to be present with Jesus in all of it. Ask him, you know, if if this is, if there's some kind of thing in your life where you're like, I'm just waiting for this next season to happen. I don't know what's what's taking so long. How about like acknowledge that, give that to the Lord and just say, I'm going to just be filled with joy in this moment. Even though the waiting season seems long and hard, I'm going to be filled with joy knowing that your timing is best. And so as I sign off on this episode of The Journey, my prayer is that we do, we stop, we evaluate exactly where we are with the management of our time. And I pray that if adjustments are needed, that we would honor the Lord with that and that we would make room to give him every moment of our day. I'm thinking about our upcoming sermon series for Christmas as we kick off Christmas here in a couple of weeks at, at our church and it's called Prepare Him Room. And that takes time. And so, so much of what we do Obviously just takes time and I guess I just keep going back to this. How are we managing that? What does our twenty four hours look like? Everyone's given the same amount of time in a day. What do we do with that and so that's one side of the coin here. The other side is allowing ourselves to acknowledge that maybe things are not happening in the timing in which we want it, but trusting that Jesus is going to show up at just the right time and in just the right way that's where I think we've got we've got those two Overwhelming themes I think are what's pulling at me right now is that we've got people listening who who need to acknowledge that maybe the timing is not right, but God's timing is best, and we will understand that once everything unfolds and things happen. But also, how are you managing the time that you do have? What are you doing with that time while you're waiting? What are we doing during our day to fill that time and that space with Jesus, with our family and our friends, and can we manage that time a little bit differently and, and maybe just maybe we'll see. Some adjustments, and then and then throwing it back out there is is this whole idea of punctuality, right? I started with that. Is that maybe we need to make some adjustments so that we have some more discipline in our life, and we become more punctual. Um, And by punctual, I don't mean like right on the dot, but coming a little early in in starting to see some disciplines form in our life in such a way that others take notice of that, and we begin to see changes even with the people around us. So. I know that was kind of all over the place, lots of different things um, pulling at me with, with this idea of time, and hopefully something jumped out at you in all of it. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you're journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzi.wixsite.com the-journey, and click the contact tab to connect with me through the form. Email me at leahmenzi at gmail.com, or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on.